I want to share this morning on spiritual problems of people who do not tithe. Wow. Spiritual problems. One of it I will emphasize, I think to one or two, especially the one of love because this is Christmas time and the way we can express our love to God. Amen. Spiritual problems of people who do not tithe. Father, as we share your word once again, we pray that we may hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Wow. There are 20 of them. Let me see how far we can go. Number one, people who do not pay, people do not pay tithes. Actually, I'm almost starting from where we left last Sunday on this particular point. People do not pay tithe because they are disloyal. They are not committed. They are disloyal to God, disloyal to church, and disloyal to their pastor. Disloyalty. What is it? Loyalty. Loyalty is um, uh, loyalty is um, obedience, faithfulness, obedience. Yeah, yes. Now, when people are loyal to even a political party, they put a lot of money in it. Because money is, uh, money speaks. Yeah, money speaks. Money shows where your heart is. Where you are, where you are actually. Yeah, so we, we put our money where, where we are committed. So when you, we, when you are committed, let me first of all talk about God. Committed to God. Maybe that reminds me I need to get this scripture. Let, let's get to Second Corinthians. That will come out. That will help me bring up the point properly. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9 talks about giving and uh, expression of love and all that. But then uh, there are people here. I've always mentioned this many times. There are, can I read quickly verse 1 to 7? Yes. Verse 1 to 7 or 6 there. They are about. Now, brothers, we want you to know, Second Corinthians chapter 8, the, about the grace of God that God has given the Macedonian churches. Yeah? Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Now, listen. These people were not doing well economically. They were not rich. But then, out, even when they are going through difficulties, they, 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 the Bible says, out of their severe trial, but then they are, they were still at their and joy, and they are, they have, they have, they, they mix their, 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 their joy and extreme poverty, and it held, it came out to be, or it resulted to rich generosity. That is verse two. Verse three. For I testify, they gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. These people were great givers. They don't have much. But then even in their poverty, they give a lot until Paul testifies that it is because, it, uh, the reason actually is in verse 5. He says they gave beyond their Ability. I, I, I've still been struggling with what does that mean. Does it mean they took loans to give or what? I don't understand that. How some, how the expression, maybe the expression, me, it means that uh, they gave a lot. That's why Paul, beyond their ability. Wow. They urgently, verse 4, pleaded with us 
for the, for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. Can you imagine? They were actually pleading with the, with the apostle. They were telling the apostle, we want to participate in giving. Please give us an opportunity to give. Hey! Wow! Not being pushed. Not being manipulated. Many times when uh, we pastors, when, we, when there is need in the church, we are tempted to manipulate people. I'm using the word we. And I think it is, uh, can, I, can, I, can I say it is you members who tempt us to manipulate you or what? Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, people, because I think people are, when people are manipulated, when people are told you will, you know, give, and then within the next is give us seven, seven fold seed. You know, give 70 times seven. Give, uh, give, uh, give uh, 700 or something like that. And within seven days, this is well. you know, when people are told that, they actually give a lot. Give according to your age. The, the, age the, the age you have times a thousand. Wow. So if you are a 50 times a thousand. You know? So that you can okay, give, give, you know, so that you can live another age. Another, another 50 years or so. Wow. You know? Of course, by the way, sometimes prophetically a word of God can come like that. Please, I don't want you to misunderstand. Sometimes people who are prophets of God, genuine prophets of God, may, may, come, may actually be led, but not as a way of life throughout, may actually be led to, to actually ask such an offering. Please don't, don't be too, let's not also be too critical. It is possible God can lead someone like that. But sometimes we, are, we, are, we, we wait for manipulation for us to give or emotional stirring up, if I may use a word. Yeah, I, I pray that we understand. That's why I, I, this teaching, I would like you to understand it from a different angle completely. I would like you to understand tithing and giving to God not as an emotional thing. Yeah, not as something that happens that because we have been taught, now you give and then after a short time you forget. But it is something that you need to get deep within you. So Paul says, these people, although they were poor, they, they must, there is something. But the reason is now given in verse 5. Listen to verse 5. Verse 5 says, they did not do as we expected. In other words, the apostles were expecting them to give Kidogo. But they gave, the reason is, they gave themselves First to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. That's, I brought that specifically because we are talking about loyalty. Yeah, and I think I'll mix it with love. Yes, let's combine it with loyalty and love for God. Number one, for God. They gave themselves first to the Lord. Loyalty commitment, love to God. Wow. Then to us, us meaning apostles, in, then to us in keeping with God's will. This is, I pray you may capture that. By the way, this will look up, has captured already three or four points in this book, but let me just summarize it like this. Yeah, it will, it will help you when you read now, you can understand more. Now, loyalty, which is faithfulness, commitment to any vision and, and love. Let me also, or the love to any vision, yeah, definitely goes with giving. Real love goes with the definition that is given in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. I'm not going there. Which will talk about sacrificing for the other person, being patient, being kind, 
actually thinking about the need of the other person, not yours. Wow. And so when it comes to God, giving yourselves to God, God first. I want to talk about God first before the church and the pastor. God, giving ourselves to God, giving to God, which is tithing. I'm talking about the principle, yeah, tithing, yeah. Our love is expressed through giving. Why? Because even God, we are in Christmas time. Jesus, God so loved the world. John 3, 16. That he did what? That he gave. The same Second Corinthians chapter 8. Let's move to verse 8. Just the same chapter. Jump to verse 8. I am not commanding you, but I want to see the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. Now, he's talking about the giving. Now, give our giving, our tithing is tested by our, our sorry, what am I saying? Our love of God is tested by our giving. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, we, we like, we sing that song sometimes. But the real love, you can actually, you can actually not claim to love without giving. You can give without loving, it's possible. Because you can, you can say, oh, ah, wamenisumbua, wamesumbua sana. Kila wakati, tutoe, 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 wacha tu nitoe. You are not loving, but you natoa tu. You are complaining, but you natoa. Ama you want to impress people. Ama you are a politician, you want to be known. You are actually looking for votes. So you give. It is possible to give without loving. But you can never love without giving. Are we together? Wow. Good. Let me get back to my point. So number one, people that do not pay tithes, people do not pay tithes because they don't, they are disloyal. Number two, let me, I think that me give that as a number two so that they float well. People do not pay tithes because they don't love God. Love for God. They actually just say they love, but they don't love God. Wow. And the verse five, where we, we read Second uh, Corinthians chapter, five, chapter 8 verse 5, we, they, they did not, they, they, because they give themselves first to the Lord and then to us. Allow me because of time to mix the two. To mix, to mix love for God uh, and uh, loyalty. Yeah. And also, uh, and also commitment to us, meaning to the church. You can't actually say, I love my church. And then you are struggling to tithe. It's a problem. That is actually contradicting. Yeah. I love my pastor. Wow. And then and you are not tithe, you are not a tither. There's a problem. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual problem. Good. Number three. I've already talked about love. People do not tithe because they are rebellious. They are not obedient. Not obedient. First Samuel chapter 15. I'm going to just do a summary. I would like to request you kindly please look at this Sunday about that Sunday. Let's do this Sunday on, uh, of, from this book. It will give you details. In First Samuel chapter 15, this man called Saul. What are, he was going to, to, to go and do what? Destroy the Amalekites and everybody. But then he never obeyed. He obeyed like partially. 
He looked like he has, he has obeyed, but he only destroyed the bad animals and the others, and then he brought the, the best ones. He didn't obey. And uh, because we are rebellious, but you know the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice, which means there is a way you may look like you are sacrificing time. Wow, there are people who say, I have tithed my time. I am an usher. I am in the choir. I am this and the other. But you see, that is okay. But still, you, you have not obeyed the tithing aspect, the tithing commandment of God. So you need to, to obey. People do not pay their tithes because they only obey some sections of the Bible. Only some areas. But 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 7 yeah, says that, chapter 8 verse 7 rather, says that as you excel in everything, you excel in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete honestness, and also in your love for us, see, to, see that you also excel in the grace of giving. Not only excelling in one area. In other words, as you excel in other areas, excel also in the grace of giving. Amen. So don't just obey or just don't just obey the scriptures in one area only. This particular area of finances, you need to excel in it. Are we together? Are we together? Another problem of people who do not pay tithe is that because people do not pay tithe because this is a hot one. Tell your neighbor, be ready for a hot one. Because they are greedy. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure if you tell somebody you are greedy, you'll have trouble with the person. But you know, we are, people are greedy? Yeah. What is greed? Greed is an excessive desire to acquire more, to acquire possessions. The more you, the more you have, the more you want. I believe most of our, not most, I mean quite a number of our Politicians, the thieves, let me call, let me not use the word even politicians. All those people that are involved in corrupt deals, it is actually greed. Because you realize people have money. Can you imagine? The rich, they want to have more and more. Somebody by his own salary is earning millions. Yeah? He's earning more than a million shillings. He has benefits, he has security, he has this and the other. But the same person is the one who wants to steal COVID-19 money. He won't want, want to steal money for, for children, money for this and the other. It's greed. Wow. But that's in, at a high level. But you know, even in, at our small, in a small area level, at our level, the spirit of greed is also there. That, that, that spirit that we want to keep, we don't want to give. We want to keep on keeping. We want to keep, we want to keep. Let me give you some scriptures, very powerful scriptures that challenges us against greed. Luke chapter 12. Verse 15, Jesus said, and then he can give the, give the illustration there. He said, yeah, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Luke 12, 15. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Wow. Sometimes we think the more we have, the better for us. But I tell you, Jesus said, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Wow. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Bwana asifiwe. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10. Wow, if we don't understand this this and deal with these problems, we can never be givers. Amen. Says whoever loves money, Ecclesiastes 5:10, has never has money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is useless. When we love money, and this is tested by our inability to tithe, our inability to release, our inability to give. Yes. You may not you may not have much but the little you have you don't want to part with it. You don't want to give even a small percentage, 10%. And you may say, "Oh, I don't love money so that I don't have it." <laughs> wow. Even without much, you can be a lover of money. And with much, this by the way, the problem of money is not because of the amount you have. Those of you who are married, you know very well when any time most of the times we have done couple seminar and it is actually said out of even research not only for you and me that money is one of the major yeah causes of fights in marriage and you know what whether you have much you are likely if you don't follow some biblical principles you can fight over money whether you have little you can still fight over money that's how funny it is You find people they have a lot of money in, and they are married both of them they have money they are earning they have big money but they are fighting over money issues. You find people they don't have much but they are also fighting about money issues. <laughs> wow. So whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. I want to be stay a bit because I think this is a challenge for all of us. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. Then I'll go to first Timothy. Mark 4:19 talks about the deceitfulness of wealth. He says, "But the worries of this life, then deceitfulness of wealth." Undanganyifu, deceitfulness. Wealth is deceitful. And the worry and the desires of other things, they come and choke the word. So money, the way we handle money, if we are not careful, money can actually, is, is deceitful. Yes. So one of the areas that you need to understand, one of the things to, that we need to, to, to learn is the ability to realize because money comes from God. It is God that has blessed me. Then I don't struggle tithing in Jesus' name. Say my Amen. I don't struggle giving. Say my amen. Wow. Still on greed. Yeah. First Timothy chapter 6. I know you know chapter verse 10. Do you know verse 10? Do you know verse 10? Hey. I thought you know verse 10. I thought everybody knows first Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. Chapter 6 verse 10. I'm going to verse 17 but let me begin with the 10. Now that you don't seem to remember where it is. Verse 10 says, For the love of money is a root of is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money wow have wandered from the faith wow listen to this money is a root is not evil in itself it's a neutral thing money is neutral money is neutral when you have money money is not evil nor good it's just neutral however the love of money 
is a root kind of all kinds of evil. All kinds of evil. Now, some people, not all people, it means there are people who may handle money properly, and even if they are getting rich, it doesn't destroy them. It doesn't touch their hearts. Yeah? There are people, the more they get the money, the more they will spend it to do the work of God. The more, I heard of a man that uh, God blessed him, and he, was, he decided he will not be giving 10% as tithe. He will be giving 15 after some time, he decided, God continues to bless him. He decided to give 20. After some time, he went to 30%. God continued to bless him and he continued to give until he reached a point of what is called reverse tithing. You know what is reverse tithing? Instead of giving 10%, he started living on 10 and gave 90%. And because of the blessings that God had given him a lot, the 10% still was a lot. Wow. This, uh, there's a preacher called Ricky Warren. You have, some of you have read his books on the, the purpose driven. One time we, I, we came to Nairobi and I was in a meeting and I attended this meeting and he was telling us, God blessed him with money. Yeah? But, I can, but I can assure you, he must, he, he must be not, he, I'm, I, I'm sure he's not the richest person in this world. <laughs> but then God blessed him until he had to pray and ask God, what do I do with this money? And then he was explained to us most of the things that he did with the money. One of it was he had been a pastor for 25 years. He told his church to calculate all the salary that he had been paid for those years. And he gave them, he, he paid them one day. He refunded everything. I mean, and he did many other things. You know, God can bless you with money, but then, he, but then don't wait for a lot of money to say, when I get a lot is when I'll be a giver. <laughs> it is at your level that you become faithful. So, Verse 10 talks about the root. Yeah, but good. I was going to verse 6, 17 to talk about because of the talk about the greed. Verse 17. First Timothy 6, 17, 18, and 19 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. Wow. You know, rich people can be arrogant. Rich people can be arrogant. <laughs> or not to put their hope in wealth. Hmm which is so uncertain. Wealth is very uncertain. Hey, you are quiet. Hallelujah. Money is very uncertain. Wealth is very uncertain. Yeah. But sometimes God blesses us, we start boasting. We forget very easily. Yeah. We forget. We were really praying. We were being active in church. We were this and this. God bless, oh, you are looking for a job. Oh, God bless me with a job. You get the job, you easily forget and you don't die. So it says, command those who are rich not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Wow. These things of this world are very uncertain. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to be good. To be rich in good deeds, verse 18. And to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves. Listen, when you are generous and willing to share, yeah, this is even beyond your tithing. Yeah, you will lay up treasure for yourself as a firm foundation for the coming age. So that they may all take hold of life. That is truly life. True life. True life. 
is life in Jesus Christ. True life. Amen. How many points do you have? How many do I, have I given you? Four or five. Those people that do not tithe, they, they are disloyal to the church. I'll just put it like this. Disloyal to God. Disloyal to the church and to their pastor. Uh -huh. Or related to that is also they do not love the church. They don't love God. You may say I love God, but that love is proved by giving. Wow. That's why the young people, yeah, the young people, the young people that love each other truly, they love each other until if there was true love, it will end up to giving yourself completely to each other by now finally living together. Wow. Yes. But the love that is called love, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is not love. So true love is tested by genuine giving, sacrificial giving. So those that do not tithe are rebellious. Those do, that do not tithe, people do not tithe because they only obey some sections of the Bible. People do not tithe because they are greedy. Wow. Number five or number six. I don't know which number it is. I know I have mixed my points. People do not tithe because they are not spiritually minded. Wow. People, that's a problem. Great. That's a one, another problem. Well, I, I may actually be stopping shortly after that on another point or so. We can't finish. As I told you, there are so many points. People do not tithe because they are not spiritually minded. Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, for to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But to be carnally minded is death. Now, for you to tithe, you need to be spiritual. Why do you say so? Only spiritually minded people can actually be tithers. Because everybody needs more money. <laughs> That's a fact. Everybody needs more money. Yeah, we all are in need of finances. We all need money. So you have to be spiritual for you to actually tithe. That's why when people are backsliding, one of the, the, the signs of a backsliding Christian is someone who has been faithful in tithing and he stops tithing. That is a sign. It's a signal that something spiritually is, spiritual is not happening. There's something, that is, there's something that is going wrong in his or her spiritual life. Yeah. Only spiritual people would actually get 100,000. And their budget is 120,000. They need 100. Let's not even talk about the big figures. They need 15,000. Yeah? They need their budget. They need 15,000. Mm -hmm. But then they get 10. And then instead of uh, saying, let me look for another five to, make it, to, to, to eat my budget, they start by subtracting. <laughs> Can you imagine? Looks foolish, eh? I mean, doesn't look what, that, yeah, it doesn't look normal. That you need 15,000, you get 10, and instead of looking for how can I get another five, you now start by taking 1,000 to the church in the name of tithe. You need to be spiritual. Hello. 
I'm trying to encourage the tithers as I challenge as I challenge all of us to be tithers and also encourage you that you are a spiritual yeah, is the way you think for you to be a tither and a faithful tither for that matter you must be spiritual it is it is spiritual thinking it is being a you are thinking spiritually you are actually a man and a woman of faith you are actually believing that as I give I am not losing you are believing in Matthew 6:33 that is seek first the kingdom of God in his own way he will work out things for me wow bona sifiwe yeah so it is only by being spiritual that you can tithe and then on the same point i will say it is a sign of spiritual sickness it's a sign of spiritual problem when we are not tithing actually not tithing and the tithing ladder is as spiritual is more spiritual than the amount of money you have yes why because it is a principle that god has given us it is proportionate that means it is not a specific figure because if it was a specific figure you would say i can't afford to give this amount because i don't have i can't afford this but because i don't have but because it is a a percentage of what god has given us whether we have much or we have little we have no excuse as to why we are not tithers tell your neighbor you have no excuse even students yeah tell your neighbor you have no excuse as to why you are not a tither yes yeah because the little that you have god is not asking for a, for specific figures this this tithing need to be understood from that point that's how it is actually it is it is a percentage of what god has given us amen people do not tithe because they are immature very much related to spiritual not being spiritual they are immature hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 and that 11, verse 12 verse 11 to hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 and 14 there talks about mature people they are able to take meat wow so when we are not mature we do not tithe amen alos another spiritual problem people do not tithe because they actually do not they don't really believe the bible the bible talks about blessings and curses that are associated with tithing blessings blessings and curses that are associated with non tithing if actually we really believe in them we would be good tithers praise the name of the lord listen to this statement if christians believed the blessings and the curses that are associated with the concept of tithing every church would have unlimited yeah 100% would have 100% tithe paying christians yes if actually we believed we truly believed that when I, as i become a faithful tither god will bless me when i'm not tithing i'm opening doors for curses if actually we believe in that we would all be faithful in tithing wow can i bring another point then we close bless praise the name of the lord bwana sifiwe praise god amen wow people do not tithe another problem because they do not know they are ignorant 
they are ignorant. But you see, that's one of the reasons why we teach about tithing. Sometimes some people actually sincerely don't know about tithing. I, by the way, I didn't, personally, I didn't know about tithing until I was, uh, I mean, I'm still many years, many, quite a number of years after I was saved because I wasn't taught about tithing. Really. Yeah, so, but when you learn about tithing, you understand it. I think I learned about tithing quite in my university days. Yes, it should be. Yeah, it's, I mean, quite late, I would say. I mean, quite some time after I was saved. Yeah, so that's why we, we would like even the young people. Let, let me say that the last point for, for today. People do not tithe because they have not made it one of the habits. Tithing as a habit. When you don't make it as a habit, when you don't make tithing as a habit, you may actually be tithing once in an hour. You have never made it a habit. A habit. Now, young people who don't have much need to develop a habit of tithing this early. The other day I was actually literally teaching teenagers about tithing. Not because they have a lot. <laughs> they may not even have anything. But I just wanted them to understand what is tithing. So that at your level, yeah, young people, at your level, when you are earning 10,000 shillings or less, when you are earning even, when you get 5,000 shillings, learn that 10% of 5,000 shillings is what? 500 belongs to God. I tell you, if you learn that this early, it will help you and you make it a habit. It will help you as God gives you 50,000, as he gives you 100,000, as he gives you 1 million shillings. Yeah, it will not be difficult. But you see, some of us, we've never, when we learned about Christianity, somehow, maybe if you are like me, we were not taught tithing as one of the basics of part of growth, part of, uh, part of uh, disciplines. You know, there's, there's what is called within the Bible, Bible, people study spiritual disciplines, discipline of prayer, discipline of reading the Bible, discipline of fasting. Yeah, those are things that there's a discipline also of being a tither. Some people don't teach it, but it is, it's a fact. Yeah, you need to learn it. And it becomes part and parcel of you. You make it a habit. What is a habit? A habit is something that you do sometimes even without thinking. I mean, yeah, because it has become part of you. For example, you can't wake up in the morning and they say, Aya, I'm already in charge. Guy, 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 guy. I never took a shower. I forgot. I just put on my clothes without, Aya, I didn't take a shower. I forgot. Or I did not brush my teeth. No. Those of you who have the habit of brushing, when we were in, uh, wherever we were, we didn't have a habit of brushing. We used to brush. I don't know. Why are we even brushing? I don't know. Yeah, we didn't have that habit. So when you don't have a habit of something, even, 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 even taking a shower, it's, I mean, I, you know you may laugh at me, but I think some of uh, the older people, they know. We were taking a shower once in, uh, once after some weeks or some, yeah, quite a number of days. Okay, quite a number of days, if not weeks. Wow. But you see, some of us here, I'm sure some of you take shower even twice in a day or at least once. Those who fear water a bit. You know? Yeah? You can't really say I forgot. I mean, it's part of you. It's unimaginable. Can you imagine if you also developed the habit of tithing, whereby any time you get money, any time you are thinking is this, this is not on my money. Ten, I have actually I have 100,000, 10 is 10,000 is not mine. So we need to have that as a habit. And when we grow with that habit, that's how we mature. I challenge all of us Christians who have been saved for 10 years, 15 years, 
long time we are even preaching and yet we are struggling with the basic principle of tithing i'm not talking about giving extra now and you know tithing is so foundational because you have not yet given until you have paid your tithe you need to write that statement somewhere yeah you have not yet given until you pay, until you pay your tithe all other givings yeah somebody was giving was giving a very interesting illustration he was saying suppose a thief a thief comes into your house and he broke break he, he, he robs you he steals from you then after some time he brings part of what he stole to you can you even say he has given you <laughs> so when we actually primarily steal from god the 10% So any other giving that we give actually it is wanting we need to first of all establish our 10% then we can talk about sacrifice what else do people talk about we can talk about you know giving extra we can talk about blessing other people we can talk about i am a good giver but te- our our tithing should be foundational. Please young people, I pray for you. Even if you'll ever get married, go to another church, wherever you'll be, become a tither. Not only young people, everybody. Let's learn tithing as part of our lifestyle. Watch it is not something that you need even to be reminded. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even need to be reminded. It's not something for you to be we don't need to always read a scripture for for you to be stand up to tithe. Maybe we need to read a scripture for you to for us to encourage you to give more than a tithe. <laughs> yes. We are saying, oh, we want to bless some people. Like today we will be blessing some people for Christmas. It is more blessing to give than to receive. All that. To me, that should be when we are not talking about giving extra. About, above our tithing. So may you make it a habit in Jesus name. Wow, we have to stop there because of time. And uh, let's stand up. Let's stand up. As I, we stand, I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to go back to love. Stand up. Stand up, please. Stand kindly. Let me say it when we are standing. Don't have to write. Just capital, you capture it in your spirit. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave. That's why we are talking about Christmas time. This time of Christmas. Listen to me good. Please, this time of Christmas, think about giving number 1, giving yourself to God. 2 Corinthians 8:5. They did not do as we expected, but they gave even more than we thought. Verse 5 says, they gave themselves first to God. Total surrender. When we surrender our hearts totally to God, even our pockets will not have an issue. I'm telling you. So it is a spiritual problem when we are struggling with the tithing. It's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem. May God deal with all our spiritual struggles. May God deal with our spiritual struggles. Everybody close your eyes. Let's pray together. Make a prayer for yourself before I pray. Yeah. You know very well by the way whether you are actually a tither, are you a faithful tither or you just put something in the envelope just for the sake or just like a support we are supporting the church you know that mindset but you know tithing is not just giving to the church uh uh-uh. it's not just giving to the church as an organization no far from it otherwise the churches that have that have money may say just give whatever you want uh uh-uh. it's not just it is beyond it is beyond giving to the church as an organization it is actually giving being faithful to god father we just just pray before i make a prayer make a prayer for yourself In the name of the Lord, have you been a faithful tither? Have you been a faithful in tithing? If you have been, 
Thank God and pray that God will help you to continue. And pray that God will help you not to struggle. Pray that God will help you to experience the blessings that are proclaimed in his word. The blessings of faithful tithers. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. All members, I tell you the truth, every one of us who, has, who is a faithful tither, may you experience supernatural uplifting in your finances in Jesus' name. Those who have not been faithful, may you become faithful. And may you see the faithfulness of God as he provides for you. Do not continue struggling with the tithing. Make a decision as we close our eyes. As we are getting to one side of the year and getting into your 2020, 21. Make a decision, Yakwamba, I will no longer live in disobedience concerning my tithing. I will faithfully pay my tithes. Always. I don't have to be reminded. I don't have to be seen. Even if the church was to be locked again, I will continually tithe in the name of Jesus. I don't have even to be appreciated by any, by the pastor. It is not a must. I mean, it is not what motivates me to be, to be a tither. It is because I obey God. I honor God. I am loyal to God. I love God. Number two, I love my church. I love my pastor. Lord, help me. Everybody make a prayer. God, help me. Forgive me, Lord, for, uh, for my unfaithfulness. Forgive me for my greed. Call it greed. Call it greed. Yes, literally, call yourself a greedy person. Call, say, Lord, I'm being greedy. I have no, I have loved money. I have no, I have even forgotten that it is you as love who, who has given me everything. And I have struggled. Sometimes I've been in these financial challenges and I forget to give priority to God. Father, in Jesus' name, may you help us in this area in the name of Jesus. As we bow before God, before we close. I want to pray with you who is here this morning and you may not be born again. The Bible says Jesus died on the cross. Jesus actually came for our sake. This time of Christmas, we are talking about giving finances, yes. But more than anything else, give your heart fast to Jesus. Could you be in our midst and you are not born again? Or you are born again, but you are a backslider. Or you are living in a sin. You know very well you are not committed to God. And you want to be committed this morning. As we close, before I pray for other needs, I want you to shoot up your hand that I can pray for you to be forgiven of your sins this morning. Come on, you'd like to be born again? Shoot up your hand. We pray together in Jesus' name. Yes, you may be here, you are not saved. Or you are walking in sin. And you are saying, this is the second last Sunday. We are almost getting into the last Sunday, the last week of the, of the year. There, there, are, there are less than two weeks that are remaining. We close this year. Just these few days that are remaining, you are saying, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Do you have such a person in the house as we close? If you are there, shoot up your hand. I pray for you in Jesus' name. The Lord will help you. Do you have anybody like that? Aha. Uh -huh. If there isn't, if you are listening, now, if you are there still, I would encourage you, please remain behind. Come on, come on, you are feeling shy to lift up your hand. Remain behind with prayer together. Remain behind with the visitors. I would like to make a prayer for you. I sense there are some people here who are not born again, but maybe the spirit you are feeling. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Yeah, don't fear. 
in the name of Jesus. Can I make a prayer for you? Yes. Let's make a prayer in the name of Jesus for our needs, for our issues. I don't know whatever it is. Just shoot up your hand. You need a prayer. As I close, you need some prayers, some specific area. You need God's touch. You are sick in your body. I want you to believe God to touch you this morning in the name of the Lord. Maybe you have not even been faithful. Actually, yeah, that's a good way because uh, we are all lifting up our hands. No, neither, also, of course, nobody is also looking around anyway. You've not been faithful, by the way, as a tither. And you know yourself, you also need prayer. And you feel, I need prayer also. God help me just to lift up your You are struggling, actually. But you want to take a step of faith. I tell you the truth. It requires faith. Yes. Mm? It requires faith. It requires a step of faith. God owns your future. Yes, God, the future is in the hands of God. Financial matters are in the hands of God. When I made a decision to write a letter of resignation, yeah, to get into full-time ministry, I tell you, some of you may just come around and say, oh, pastor is doing well. Pastor, you have no idea how we were even as a family financially. But you see, as, when you take a step of faith, I tell you, God will deal with your situation. You are here this morning, you want to take a step of faith financially. I feel, that, I feel the Lord is leading me to make that prayer. Financial, in, that, in the area of being a faithful tither to begin with. Yeah, step of faith of your, just lift up your hand also and the other knees. Let's pray together in the name of the Lord. Our Father and our God, whatever needs we have, we are grateful to you because you are a God who is in charge of our lives. In the name of the Lord. Father, I pray that you may heal the sick this morning in the name of Jesus. I pray that you may deal with these situations, difficult situations, discouraging moments. Anybody going through any area, any issue, oh God, take over our Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, chronic diseases, cancer, diabetes, any sickness that looks impossible, COVID-19, some may even be infected and they are not even aware. We declare and we speak healing right now. Everybody declare, I receive my healing. I, even if you are not sick, receive your healing. Say, I receive my healing. I receive my healing now. I am healed in the name of Jesus.